Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Being on stage feels like someone else, but also more yourself than you've ever felt. This feels like getting to live in your imagination. Seeing everyone again brought back so many memories. Being able to be in the show will be one of the greatest treasures of my life. Hello and welcome back to Patreon with Cheese. I am joined as always by my wonderful editor, Elizabeth Esten. Hi, Hello. Hello, I'm here. We've done it. We've finished another series. Like, this is our second full series we've completed, Liz. This, But this one was double the size of the first one. So Yeah, 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 yeah. So really, it's our third if you're going to be real pedantic about it. It's, I'm not being pedantic. I'm just pointing out. I like how this like, started long. with us being real good buddies, and now we're just getting real hostile to each other at the end of the series. I, I You can only watch old people perform theater so many times without getting like, repetitive. Someone recently tweeted, uh, I think it was Ayanna Prescott, who was on our Titanic episode, like, oh, yeah, they should have revived Encore for a second season. And now at the end of the first season of Encore, I think they're good. <laughs> I, I think I think if they change up the formula a little bit and maybe have more older people do it, like, mm-hmm. it would be more interesting. But I think, I, th- I want more Adam Wachter in my life. That's yeah. a given. Emily suggested doing more community theater productions as opposed to just high school productions, which would kind of widen the scope of just people yeah. at school together, which I think is a smart idea. But you know what? People yeah. should give Emily Clark more money to do pitches. She's like one of the smartest people I know. Yeah, This is an Emily Clark stan account and everybody. <laughs> it is. It is. I feel like sometimes she hates me, though. <laughs> Like, I've like, never even spoken way. to her, but I, I bow at her feet. I'm just like, Emily yeah. Clark, I praise em- you. <laughs> Emily Clark is what I strive to be in every facet of... Actually, no, I've got my two musical theater moms, which are Christy Esterly and Emily Clark. Clark. They're my musical theater mommies. And they're um, iconic. Um, and they <laughs> are what I strive to be in everything. I wish to be the perfect amalgam of both of them with little Jess sprinkles on top. <laughs> little Jess sprinkles. Yeah, I can't be, I can't be eradicated completely. That's true. That's true. Maybe more just sprinkles. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've got. I feel like describing myself as a perfect mix of those two is actually a fair assessment. Yeah, you seem like their child. So. <laughs> ten out of ten. I am a half demon, half musical theater person. Let's go. Half, half, half Miss Darvis, half demon. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Speaking of Miss Darvis, uh, episodes 11 and 12 of Encore, the final two episodes as of recording. Watch us like release this episode the next week. It's like, Encore, coming back for nine more seasons. Now hosted by Adam Wachter. That's my dream. Ruin that job. No, Adam Wachter's got his own stuff. He's too busy in the UK getting commissioned to write musicals. That's true. That's true. Let Kristen Bell not do any work. What they get Dax Shepard back? Hey, Encore. Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Dax Shepard. This is Encore. I love theater. So this place in Kansas, you said? Oh. They did, they did. They did. Rig time. Weird rig show. time. Um, rig but, time. That that's a musical about rigs on a set being mad at the system. Yeah. Um. So r- r- anything goes. The old anything people. Goes. Forty years. Forty years. Yeah, they were in their sixties. They did it good. I would have watched they, that one. I would also watch that one. I also I think they should have given them more than a week. 
Yeah, the brain aren't quite as high functioning as like the thirty year olds or the twenty five year olds. Also, like they had the one guy who had one line in the original production, but now he's a main character. So during the actual show, they had to have a professional have a script, and they would say line. <laughs> Because they're doing the original version that was, like, from the 40s that was full of dialogue, yeah. not the 80s version that cut half of it. So It was kind of remarkable seeing the comparison footage when we got to, like, the actual performance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What a difference. Yeah, 44 yeah. years. Yeah. I will say it was great seeing the show performed by a majority black cast. It was really It really cool. was. It really like, was. I don't like Anything Goes. It's just not my not my thing. I don't know if I like Cole Porter. What? You don't I like it when Robbie Roselle sings it. Yeah, I, I love when Robbie Roselle does anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's incredible. This and is also a Robbie Roselle stan account. <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan of everyone that I've ever had on my show, excluding maybe three people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh, Cole Porter's fine. Like his music is fine. I just think it's as is it's good i don't think we need to put it in musicals like the thing uh, is he wrote a lot of them for musicals it's just like they work better like emily clark is of the idea that we need to retire anything goes and i agree with that um retire yeah. it keep the songs um for reviews and stuff and then move on with our lives and not a bad idea yeah i i, I like all the songs but i like when they're by themselves and i don't i don't know a lot about anything goes i tried to read the plot summary but there's so many characters i lost track of what was happening so imagine what it's like to watch a show it's i tell yeah, you it's probably not as bad as by jeeves though yeah oh by jeeves <laughs> Oh, it's so terrible. It is so unwatchably terrible, Liz. Yeah, patron request. <laughs> I can't wait till we get a lot of these patron requests out of the way in January, the month that I know we always take a dip. Like, that was yeah. strategic a little bit. Yeah. Um, we didn't take that big of a dip either, so maybe maybe, maybe we're fine. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we'll see how By Jeeves does. <laughs> Not well. I don't, I don't think it'll do well. Uh <laughs> I don't know. Did you listen to our High Society episode, though? I didn't. I didn't get the chance yet. But I it's... heard there's a Car Car Carol Channing impression. So yeah, you got to get compelled. all the way to the end because, like, people started messaging me about the Carol Channing impression. I'm like, I don't even remember doing that. So I re-listened to the episode, and I'm like, man, I still don't remember. Then it's, like, right before the show ends. I was like, at least I got to the end, you know? That's true. Yeah. Um, so who was the MVP? I, I of this do episode? definitely want to because Robbie is seems like a very cool dude. Who he is the best yeah, dude. Also skipped Drag Race the same time I did for a Patreon meetup, so he felt my pain. <laughs> yeah, he is the sweetest guy. No faults. Yeah. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten, Robbie. Like, I will probably I'll probably listen to it. I I don't know this if weekend. this might be a story that he would be uncomfortable with me telling, but it's on Patreon, so I'm a little more willing to tell it. During the holiday season, I have really bad body dysmorphia. I have since I was young. I've been better lately, but I hit it. Got got into a big hole during the holidays, um, and I was tweeting vague shit about it, and then he's like, yo, dude, I don't know. I hope you don't find, like, I'm flirting with you, but you are so handsome, and I love you. I was like, Robbie's the best. <laughs> Made my whole Christmas. He's so good. He's so good. Yeah, um, but who is the MVP of the Anything Goes episode? Hmm, that is a good question. Honestly, I'm gonna have to go with the guy who played Moonface because I think he needs a win. <laughs> That's fair. He really needs. He really needs a win. <laughs> Elaborate, please. Okay, for context, in the original production, he had one line, and then in this production, at this reminder, he's in his 60s now. He has 30,000 lines in comparison. Oh, oof, I'm tired so, already. during the actual show, he does not know all his lines. 
and he never had to in his past. Like, I can still kind of bullshit some stuff from, like, my past and maybe think of something. If I've never done it before, I, I, can, barely, I can barely ask Kelly O'Hara five questions. Let's just say that. <laughs> okay. For context, you just finished talking to Kelly O'Hara. <laughs> I did, I did. Um, and they told me I had 15 minutes with her. It turned out I had 30 minutes with her. Did not write enough questions. Boy, did I look dumb. <laughs> God, she's so pretty, though. She's she, so pretty. she might be the most amazing-looking human being I've ever seen. Uh, except for Audrey McDonald. Her and Audrey McDonald are oh, tied at first. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Oh, but uh, okay, I, I, so she's like describing cheese to me, and it's like she's like, I just want the gooey, like, like, like uh, with chunks in it, and I'm like, just talk to me like that for the rest of talks... my life. <laughs> Whisper that in my ears to... as I die. <laughs> Kelly O'Hara doesn't need to start a podcast where she just talks about cheese. And that's Honestly, it. yeah. She can take the musicals to cheese thing where she just does high A's and high cheese. High A's and high cheese. But no, because uh, Ken- Kenny keeps forgetting his goddamn lines. He's yes. always forgetting his lines the Lad! entire time. And then there's a point where they, he improvises, like, it's been 44 years. Because he legit cannot remember his lines. Yeah. He he never had to learn him before. So I think he really needs a win here. Yeah, I agree. Well, he made the show more enjoyable. I feel like if you're watching the seniors in a show, you kind of are like there for the for the for the, the, the Ferris wheel to fall apart. Yeah, yeah. When you're watching like high schoolers, you're just like waiting well, for something show. slightly embarrassed. just they're gonna do good no matter what. But when it's older people it's like it's gonna be charming, even if they screw up a bit. Yeah, I mean, I'd pay money to watch um, all the... Honestly, this here's the problem. This feels like a final episode in the way that the Ragtime one didn't. Ragtime like, like a mid-season these. episode? But I get why they ended with Ragtime, because they actually got the director and creative teams from the Ragtime revival to direct a school production. Like, that's a cool idea. That should have been the first episode. That's a really good way to start. It's like, great, let's go from here, and then we can continue, and then we can end on Anything Goes, where we see these old, cute old people try to tap dance and succeed. The full execution of the premise, which I think is what yeah. we didn't have. This, the order was off in spots. It felt I like... I like throughout the entire show, that might have been an issue. Yeah. Like, Oklahoma was pretty good, but it didn't feel like an episode of Encore. It felt like a fringe episode, because it felt, like, very small. It felt like a spinoff. I feel like a spinoff of Encore with that cu- with that married couple who I, we want to have a sitcom. Disney, give them a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, they're they're hot. They're 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 ready. Come on, give. They're them hot. Them. They have a cute backstory. It's amazing. Give them a let sitcom. Them, I, I think we pitched this. Let them be the host of Encore season two with Adam Walker yes. coming to every episode. Come on. Yes, ev- every episode. Also, Coy Middlebrook was back in this episode. And I, as soon as he came on screen, I was like, I swear to God, if you do the high school talking to your high school self thing, I'm going to go through my computer and throttle you. And guess what he did? If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Koi! Koi! Koi, stop asking people to talk to their high school selves. 
L Liz, this is our final Encore episode, so I think there's one thing I also just to want to do. point out quickly, I have nothing against Coy Middlebrook. He seems like a cool dude. I just want, I'm just really sick of him leading old pe older people into the talking to your high school selves exercise. He's done it 80 times. Liz, Liz, let's sit on the floor. You're going to close your eyes, and right in front of you, who is that? Oh, that's young Liz. That's your high school self right there. What do you say to them about who you become? Do they like who they see in front of them? That's a pretty good impression, actually. Are you crying yet? <laughs> Are you reliving your traumatic past for content? <laughs> it feels like like fortune tellers, like, your father's in this room. Is there anything you want to say to him? Or like, yes, daddy. Or like low-key televangelists that are like, who has a dead grandfather who died eating a meatball? And someone raised their hand. She's like, was his oh, name- Oh, my grandfather died eating a meatball! Was his name Giovanni? It was! <laughs> well, he says the meatball is it came out okay after he died. He's well, that's weird because I shoved it down his throat. I imagine he'd say something about that, you know? <laughs> God. He jumped also, on the meatball after I shot him, so I figured he'd bring up the gunshot first. <laughs> that's the best televangelist episode ever, because there's an arrest. <laughs> There's a RoboCop there. It's amazing. Anyway, ragtime. <laughs> ragtime. Back to episode 12 was ragtime. And they brought back the creative mind behind the ragtime Broadway revival, which is okay. Cool. I don't know what ragtime, I didn't know what ragtime was until I watched this. So cool. Ragtime is a good-ish musical that Andrew had a lot of problems with. And then we got a lot of negative reviews on the podcast, Apple podcast, because of it. Uh, you guys just don't I understand. <laughs> I don't. I, I saw a very condensed version of Ragtime, so I don't have a full opinion on it. Do you want me to tell you what happens in Ragtime? Uh, yes. Please tell me what happens in Ragtime. Well, what do you think I didn't bother to read the summary. I think what happens is the uh, I know the black woman dies, which seems a bit unnecessary. Yep, it's um, very very gross. I don't know the context, and I don't. So I feel like you're gonna tell me the context, and I I figure it's gross. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the immigrant dude who, uh, honestly, when I saw him, he kind of looked like one of our patrons. He kind of looks like Seb. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, he does a little. He kind of looks like Seb. If you're listening to Seb, there's a guy in Encore that looks like you. <laughs> Was that you, Seb? Were you, so an, were you encore? an Encore? And you're not telling us. <laughs> I think the immigrant dude becomes successful because he's white, and then the white family, like, happens to have a breakup for no reason. Uh, that's what I gathered. Okay, let's let's talk about ragtime, and maybe you'll yeah. see why Andrew had issues with it. So yeah. it starts with Sarah, who just gives birth to a baby, um, and the father in the round right now, um, I think his name's Cole House. Um, she just, it depends on which version you watch. In the original Broadway version, she's trying to bury the baby in the garden, um, of the White family, um, which is the main family. Um, yeah. And in the revival, they're like, N why don't she just drop it on their door? <laughs> which, you know, makes more sense. Either way, the family, the father of the family is out on a sailing boat or whatever the fuck, do, go, fucking around so he's out of the story for a bit. Um, and the mother is like, come in, poor girl. Why don't you, why don't you come into my house here? You can stay for a while. She's Southern, I think. Um, 
so she takes Sarah and her baby in and gives them like support and finances them. Then Cole House, who is the father, finally comes back into town. He's like made some money, bought a car, but he is a black man. And then racist stuff happens, and he's trying to help his wife a bit, but then he gets racially attacked and all that. So Sarah tries to appeal to the governor and is like, you don't understand, like, my husband, or Cole House is a good man. And then she runs up in excitement to say, please help my my husband. And then they kill her. The Secret Service kills her because they think she has a gun. So Cole House <laughs> um, decides to become a terrorist and starts blowing up, like, libraries and stuff. <laughs> That was an unexpected direction. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's see, I there's probably more to that, but it seems very out of nowhere. Yeah, he and the the eldest son of the family go and become like terrorists and start blowing up libraries and all that. Um, the father comes back and is like, "That's what you get." And then um, the mother adopts his child, Sarah's child, into her own family. Um, she falls in love with the immigrant, and the father um, tries to convince Cole House, "Hey, don't blow this place up. Um, come on out. I'll make sure that." No one, yeah, you'll be good. And then he gets Cole House to come out, and he is immediately shot to death by police. Yeah. Um, the mother, um, the father dies unrelatedly off stage. The mother marries the the immigrant, and life is a little happier, I guess, because the the boy, little black child, now has a white family that's able to help him. And then his parents looking down from heaven. So happy ending. The musical's confused. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot to tackle. Yeah, and Andrew's like, no, no, fuck this shit. Like, he pointed out all the obvious issues, and then people jumped down his throat for it. There's a, I, Andrew's right. There's a lot of problems here. There's a lot of Politically, problems. Politically, it doesn't know what it wants to say. Like, it's, because it's very confused. Are we saying that, like, big revol- revolutionary acts are bad and all that? Why is Cole House punished? Why is the father, like, get to get off scot-free? The morals in this story are so out of fucking whack. Also, why, why is their entire song dedicated to the trial of Evelyn Nesbitt? Fuck if I know. She's barely in the musical. She shoves up for... Oh, the remember the older brother that helps him do the terrorist acts in Act 2? Yeah, terrorist brother. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has a big crush on her, and then she lets him down, and then he decides to be an incel. Oh, that's why Evelyn Nesbitt's in it. Oh. Very briefly, she has a big role in the movie version. In the movie version, she's like one of the like lead lead characters. I think she even the actress won an Oscar for the role, but she's barely in the musical. Yeah, this is a weird show. It is. It's got also, issues. Also, it really it, it really adds to the thing at the beginning where the director is like, "This show is very serious, but we're gonna have fun doing it." I'm like, "Are you gonna have fun portraying racial issues and terrorism and unnecessary?" Siri death. Um, and people, a lot of people I like and respect really like this show, and I'm just kind of like, the songs are pretty good. That's they're, they're about decent. it. Seeing they're Audra McDonald and seeing Bri- and Brian Stokes Mitchell sing Wheels of a Dream, that's that's A-plus material. That sounds delightful. Sounds delightful. Even though every time I see Brian Stokes Mitchell, I can never remember his name. Um, you're just like Andrew Garfield, who who got yeah. him confused with Norm Lewis in an interview. And immediately said, Brian Stokes Mitchell, who famously played the Phantom of the Op. He never did. That was Norm Lewis. You're, being, you're doing a racism, Andrew Garfield. I remember when he was in Tick, Tick, Boo, I was like, I know that guy, but I do not know his name. What's his name? Um, he was I have the voice seen him. of the 
the, the, the Michelle Pfeiffer's dad's character in Prince of Egypt. The one that's oh. saying, look at your life, the heavens are... That guy. Oh, that guy. I love I love, I love, love Prince of Egypt. I know it's you do. Know. Trying to frame it from a point of view I know you don't understand. Yeah. That was the best part of CCD. When they got lazy during Christmas, they're like, let's just watch the Prince of Egypt. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me just say this. So, Alan Seals, who I, we're unrelated, just texted me. Like, he runs BPN and just said, how about Kelly O'Hara? <laughs> <laughs> How's um, that and, Kelly O'Hara? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to send the picture and say, I have never felt uglier than being next to her. <laughs> She's so pretty. Oh, God. Uh so pretty. I will never be that pretty. <laughs> Sorry, I have to do professional business email really quick. Fuck me. Yeah, we, this is a live. This is a live recording of Jess typing a professional business email. And I will not email. cut it out. It'll stay in. He's, he doesn't. He doesn't edit these guys. I he don't. Just, I don't. You get what you get, patrons. He, he syncs it and then he uploads it. It's that simple. No, no, no. I mix it too. Like it's not. I know. I, I, I know you mix. That's that's implied when I say that. Uh, okay. What's your cheese rings? These two episodes of Encore. Oh God. Okay. We got uh, other oh, stuff wait. to do today, Liz. I know we're busy. We have stuff. We have another thing to talk about that's ha- coming. And out then at we some got point. like editing, checking in. Like, like yeah. this ain't all we do, patrons. Yeah, we we there's a video in production, people. There's a video. <laughs> Uh, I, so I'm gonna give uh, anything goes uh, old uh, a cheese ball that they had at all those parties in like the 50s and stuff because I don't know they're they're older people. Uh, I'm gonna give ragtime. Uh, God, I don't know what to give ragtime. I'm gonna give it. Uh, you, you do your cheese ratings and I'll think of something to give ragtime. <laughs> I think I'm gonna give anything goes Swiss because that show's got so many holes, and I will give ragtime. You know, like, cheese that's a little stale, but you know what? Wheels of a Dream is still pretty good. <laughs> that, like, it's just eating ro- stale cheese and then remembering the song Wheels of a Dream exists, and it's like, oh, that song's pretty good. Unrelated to the cheese altogether. Okay, I'll give, I will give Ragtime beat those Baby Bell things, but they're a little too old, and they're not great anymore. <laughs> yeah, still eat it, though. You still eat it, but it's probably not good for your digestion. <laughs> Uh, all right, we'll see you next week with a brand new TV show on Patreon with cheese. Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> I knew that would get a laugh Liz. <laughs> Say goodbye, Liz. Bye. So many memories. Being able to be in this show will be one of the greatest treasures of my life. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.